Um, look at us recording twice in one week and ideally getting this episode also out in the same week as our last one. Well, a week later. A week later. But That's I'm just saying look at does. us. I'm just Typically, saying look at us. Release podcasts. But we are not famous, nor are we on a schedule, nor do we have agents and managers telling us that we're on a schedule. We also don't get paid and we also don't pay people. We're very different. Yeah. But look at us anyways. Look at us. This is like, it's kind of hilarious how much money we spent, how much work we put in for something that like we're just doing for complete fun. It's almost like that's how hobbies work. Oh, we have a hobby. I mean, we have hobbies. Can we make going to the Burlington Mall a hobby? Because that was so fun. Shout out to the Burlington Mall in Massachusetts. We just went there and spent way too much money. Not even though. I don't... I had to return quite a few things. So I was like a pretty pretty net zero, I think. I was a net negative 200. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I know. Season of giving to yourself. And it's others. not though. It's the season of giving to others. It's not the season of giving and to yourself. And yourself. Sometimes you just have to treat yourself. I mean, yeah, I guess there's just better ways to do it than spending two hundred dollars. Not to mention, then we went to the store and I spent another hundred dollars. I know that's those don't count. That's food. Unfortunately, it costs a lot of money. But in my mind, it doesn't count. That's what I tell myself when I DoorDash. Yeah. So <laughs> it's food. It doesn't count. It's food. I literally <laughs> need it to survive. Okay. So right. therefore, it's free. So therefore, I will. <laughs> DoorDash McDonald's. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to Good, Good Roommates. Roommates. I'm Zoe. And I'm Anna. And Thanks for tuning in this show. week. <laughs> We're trying so hard. We're getting the synchronization of saying Good Roommates down. So that was good. I mean, yeah. And we're introing within the first like five minutes. That's also good. That's also good. We did Usually do that last time. our cold opens go a lot longer. Um, but this is, I want to start saying like, you know, this is the show where we sit on our couch to talk about all things good bad and in between and ugly all things pop culture all things relevant all things that we think are cool therefore everyone else should think (laughs) is also cool i think we're always right but everything relevant to us as i just said since we are always right should be relevant to everyone so exactly and if you aren't paying attention to what's relevant all you need to do is listen to good roommates and And then do some learning um and speaking of uh today we will uh pretty much be discussing the most relevant like person i think in american culture in american pop culture Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff is happening around the world that is very relevant but we're here to discuss the 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 highly topical uh subject that is taylor swift taylor swift time person of the year Congrats, Queen. It is really about time uh, that we kind of expose the the depth at which we are Swifties and kind of uh, uh, give you the rundown of what our interaction with her Person of the Year uh, cover article uh, was to us because we have thoughts on much of the the slight, subtle things that she implied. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, it's it, there's there's no better time. I mean, she's top of her game. Her birthday's in a few days, and she's going to release the extended cut of the Eras Tour movie. We saw it on opening night. Um, we were in a fun theater that was appropriately loud and appropriately energized. It was I not agree. one way or the other. I definitely agree with all of the, like, I feel like that is 
something people post about a lot, how, like, movie theaters have lost their etiquette. And I think that ours was a good mix of, like, there were kind of the people that I kept looking at being like, honestly, what are they doing? We are in a movie theater, but, like, it was still high energy without being too much. And I really liked that. And it was a fun viewing experience. Yeah, it really was. And not to mention the movie itself was incredible. Um, you know, Just like the show. Just like the show. Because we did see that. Would like to mention. Yeah. We did see Eras. And that was obviously a very big part of our Swifty journey and experience. It was very full circle. So we went to night three at Gillette Stadium on May 21st. Mm-hmm. and Not the rain night. The night, the night that after. The piano got broken because of the rain. And then she had to do both songs, surprise songs, on the guitar. So that's like the thing from that night. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. That is like the thing the thing because we were not at the the night before was the show where it was downpouring yeah like still trench looked foot. so fun but like i'm glad we weren't there we were the night after that plus that show just gave me so much anxiety because the amount of running around she does and she never slips oh i know how unreal i don't know it's because she's just a goddess yeah she's just probably not even touching the ground she's probably yeah. hovering floating well um but yeah uh our openers were gracie abrams and phoebe bridgers whom we are coincidentally uh big fans of anyways mm-hmm. um obviously we all know my uh love for phoebe bridgers cuts very deep and gracie abrams is also slay listen nepo baby sure uh would she be famous if she was not a nepo baby baby probably not <laughs> but you know what at the end of the day yeah. i really like n- like no it won't work banger i really like the blue banger 21 banger like you know what so at the end of the day sometimes you just got to put a little bit of nepo in that baby and let let her fly no just the other day you what song did gracie sing first and you were like when you hear that are you just like transported yeah oh that's my phoebe impression hang on what's my gracie impression do you have a gracie impression i don't think i've ever heard it street oh that's pretty good It's just turning into Phoebe. I love my... Yeah. 24th Street. I'm so good, Mal. I should be in a yeah. cover band. Honestly. No, but um, what is it? Um, Where uh, do we go now? Where do we go Yeah, now? like that song, honestly, it does Banger. just transport me back to, to like, Gillette Stadium. Gillette Stadium. You know, it was not even dark yet. It was like People so... People coming in. Yeah, but it was great. And I really do like Gracie and I'm glad we saw her. It's kind of funny. I don't have many videos of the openers, um, but famously the only video i took of phoebe is another i know the end video which now i have like three of the same video like i don't need i don't like why did i take that video again like it's great but i don't i don't need that i already have her singing i know the end my i obviously cannot compare to zoe but like my phoebe flex is that i saw her in tokyo japan on the, the quote-unquote last night of punisher tour yeah well it's funny because like that was like the last night of the formal punisher tour but right. then her last punisher show was for taylor swift only a few days mm-hmm. after we saw her um okay eras back Phoebe, to taylor swift taylor swift yeah um i mean eras like the show itself incredible feel so lucky our ticket getting experience um was horrible it was, as it was up and down it was up and Ours, down we, you we, i was the one though no i know but anna it ended very positively very po- i know so we while it was bad we were very lucky yeah. no i was buying tickets as 
Ticketmaster crashed. I was checking out and it just kicked me out. And then I had to go to work. I was already late and I just sobbed in the car and it was so dramatic. And then fast forward like two months. It is the day that August D D Day tickets were coming out for pre-sale. I got the second like pre-sale for that. And of course, member of BTS, that shit sold out in seconds and I was devastated. I couldn't my pre-sale was not even happening. But I'm in my basement of my parents' home, depressed as fuck, because I didn't get tickets to D-Day and it's just like my day is not going well and then all of a sudden I'm doing a little workout and I my, see my phone light up on the little bench that we have down there and it's an email from Ticketmaster and it says you can select to get two tickets select your price range and you'll be put in for this for the Ares tour for the Ares tour and I was like oh my god Zoe we just got like I immediately did I FaceTime you no so you texted me and you said I'm just letting you know that we were just waitlisted for Taylor Swift tickets. I said I put in this price amount. I uh-huh. hope that's okay. I don't even think you asked me because right. I was I was one of those people that was like, "How much would you pay for an Air Store ticket?" And my answer was like, "I don't know, maybe like two thousand yeah. dollars." Like I was no, like, literally, I was like, you know, I was like, I don't know, but like maybe like my whole savings. Like, like I'll do it. I will do anything. And so you knew that I wasn't picky, and was very flexible. And you also, you know, and you said they said they gave you like in the next few days you'll hear back from us if Uh you get the tickets or like with your tickets or like whatever it was i was actually driving i was i so ann and i both lived at home last year and i was actually driving up to vermont not to see you but Mm -hmm. i was just going up to our college town and just for a visit and um i'm driving through hartford not that that's relevant to the story that just is where i was when anna facetimed me and i saw your call coming in and i was like oh my god we got the tickets yeah and i pick up the i, I or i pick up the facetime i put it on the seat because i'm driving um so i can't really talk um but i'm i she's coming through the car and she was just like we got the tickets and and you already had the section and the date yeah and for some reason i remember because you said you're like may 21st and even though we should have known that that was night three meaning it was gracie abrams uh-huh. and not gail i'm sure gail is great but but we won gracie abrams because we were already fans um like um like we we didn't know if that was the day yet we didn't know where the seat was and we were like ready for like bad seats like behind the stage nosebleeds like we were ready for that and we were okay with it like still um but then we found out we were lower bowl and so Ticketmaster randomly placed us in the seats we were yeah it was the section right next to the section that I was buying tickets in actively when I got kicked out and it was like coincidence maybe i don't know if it was more than just a coincidence but it was crazy we got great seats it was so it all worked out feel so lucky for that it was such a fun experience it was great and now she's time person of the year yeah i mean i mean that makes sense yeah so and listen i you know it's hard to talk about taylor swift without like talking about like all of the criticism deserved or undeserved that mm-hmm. she receives and i know that she's being heavily criticized right now for like being like just another like a political white lady on the cover of time 
However, Time Person of the Year is an award they bestow to the person who just made the most headlines that year. Yeah. So it's usually like King Charles or Queen Elizabeth or like the Pope. Like, right. or remember when it was Trump like fucking four years in yeah. a row? Because of course it was. It's right. the person who makes the most headlines. And and that, that is that is undeniably culturally relevant. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the most important person in the world. Right. Because while I think it's important to, you know, celebrate her success, which the the article was doing it's also important for us as fans to know like we know she's not the most important person on the planet right we just she's getting she's getting the person of the year award for being the most talked about person of the year because she most certainly was like without a doubt and between like, eras between her new relationship between becoming a billionaire because like all of those things yeah good or bad she's been in the headlines like the taylor's versions that have come out this year yeah there's there's only been two right i think so yeah yes you're so right suddenly unless, i'm blacking out unless unless she unless she reputation TV. unless she just like drops reputation but like that would be a whole other thing um and you know like like the criticism that she's faced this year has been honestly like totally incomparable to some that she's experienced throughout her career yeah. but like like regardless of whether you fucking like it or not the way that she's given the nfl like millions of more like followers mm-hmm. and people who tune into those games especially the chiefs game, obviously the chiefs games and like the way that like whether you like it or not she's been a topic of conversation yeah around the united states and the world like she's boosting whole economy she's like that was like that's insane and like we knew this when she was in the u.s like right. going city to city and like it was just the influx of tourists and the when people were saying like when she went to glendale arizona for opening night that like it was it was crazier there than it was for the super bowl there's only one group of people on this in in this country crazier than nfl men and that's swifty fucking women and that's the thing it's young people too yeah it's like it's like and it's it's all it's people of all ages but like you're talking we're talking about something that gives a legion of young people especially women so much joy and like so much to talk about like such a rich discography of music and like a like just like a history that is just so noteworthy and should be celebrated because of you know like like she's just truly an industry great that's not really a matter of opinion so she has two country albums like like because her debut album which is self-titled debut and fearless are like pretty country country country. yeah uh fearless is pop country Mm -hmm. and then you get to speak now and this is that that speak now is right after the snl like that like she was between fearless and speak now when she went on snl uh when the kanye drama happened um that was like she's still 19 years old younger than that yeah 18 or 19 yeah younger i think like i'm 23 and to think someone five years younger than me was like had that happen to her like mm-hmm. some like one of my coworkers was debating me on this the other day and was like Kanye was so goaded for that like like Taylor Swift did not deserve that award and I was like I don't care if you think if you agree with the award or not award shows famously are so corrupt and stupid yeah and 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 artists especially especially we're talking about beyonce here especially beyonce right like snub after snub after snub after snub and like we can talk about how the grammys are racist sexist I mean, and homophobic famously and i have many everything. thoughts about that i know and we can literally break it all down yeah. so hard 
But like at the end of the day, whether or not you agree with like the decision for her to get a VMA for a music video, that is not even like a Grammy. Like, I know, like chill Like out. whether or not you agree, <laughs> for someone to think it is a, it was objectively okay for a 32-year-old man to walk on the stage and take the microphone from a 19-year-old girl whose career is starting yeah. to take off. And for a music video, that was also iconic. Like, Single Ladies, iconic music video. You Belong With Me, iconic music video. Like, yeah, they're both... they're both iconic. They're both iconic. And, like, like, all the fucking shit that she went through after that, like, in the press, and at that age, and for years to follow, years yeah. to follow, especially when it came back around and bit her in the ass. Yeah, that followed Right after her. 1989. Like, it haunted her. And I'm just, I'm fucking sick of people still talking about that. Yeah, slay. And like, also like for years until like the reputation Kanye Mm -hmm. West drama, she would continually defend him still and just be like, it's okay. Like, like we're friends. We've, we've spoken about it. She wrote a song about him and said, I like in it. She's like, I forgive you. I don't really love that. song. I don't really like innocent very much, but that's just me. Ugh, it it just pisses me off so much that people even still talk about it. Especially, especially you want to fucking talk about Kanye West now? I know. You have no grounds to talk. Like Kanye West should be spoken of zero now, like for all the harm he has done. But that's neither here nor there. No, like I don't want to get into a Kanye West conversation because like everyone, frankly, listening to if you're listening to this podcast, like I hope you just share these views and already know this shit, honestly. But um, yeah, no, like I'm so over even the jokes about him. Like just don't even give him the time of day. It's we're getting to a new presidential cycle. If shit like Kanye for president comes back, like that's not even that's not funny. It's not a, a good joke anymore. Like shut the fuck up. Let's let's say our favorite thing to say. That's really embarrassing for you. That's embarrassing. For it's you. embarrassing for Grow you. Up. And we're embarrassed for you. It's interesting when things sort of like come out or come to light later. Something that I really took away from the Time article. Obviously, like I remember exactly where I was when the news dropped that Taylor Swift and Joe Alvin broke up. It was, I was at work. I had many like diehard Swifty friends with me at work and we were like on the verge of tears. We were like just saying to my manager, we were like, you don't get it. You don't get it, Joe. Like, come on. Like it was like a really big deal and it was really sad. And like listening to some of those songs like on reputation that are just like about him, like that's still really sad. But reading that article and, like, listening to her describe and talk about, like, her life now and, like, how much she likes going out with her friends and, like, how happy and supported she feels in her new relationship with Travis Kelsey, like, it really just, like, paints Joe in, like, such a bad light. And I'm like, he was the problem. I think that he was the one making her hide and making them dance with their hands tied and just like kind of stay out of the spotlight and private and like I get wanting a private relationship and I think it probably did work for them for a while but at the end of the day it kind of sounds like he really just like did not want her life and she's like no my life is like this is what it is and I'm gonna embrace that now and I love that for her. I think like so I remember when news broke that she was dating joe alwyn i was like a little bit surprised to hear oh but they're they're gonna keep it private Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking because it's one of like men's least favorite thing about her but like women and swifty fans like favorite thing about her is that her relationships were always so public and her breakups were always so 
public and dramatic right like you know the the thing that men will tell you they hate the most about her is what we all love is her honesty and her ability to say it not on a into a camera but like into her songs i remember after you know seven years of them being together i was like i guess that's just what worked best for her which makes sense you know like like maybe that's why her relationships weren't working out maybe she it was scrutiny from the public maybe it was you know how difficult it would be to exist with another person when you're that famous but it was it was the moment that she like showed up to that first chiefs game which was admittedly like long after they were already a couple so they 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 did have their private era but like when they hard launched i immediately knew oh she did not want that private relationship like it wasn't all her right like or if she did like she does not want that anymore and maybe there's a reason for that like no she wants to be going to the to the chiefs game she wants to be singing about him on stage she wants to be seen out and about in new york city with all the girlfriends all the time in such sleigh outfits yeah and like at the end of the day like what does that say about her relationship with joe like we're we're perfect together for seven whole years but only if no one is looking yeah like that's sad knowing how famous she is and and i i want to know how that really affected her career but at the end of the day we would i don't think we would have folklore evermore oh no if it weren't for like her using the mixture of the pandemic and like her romanticized year away Mm -hmm. after uh the the drama happened with kanye for reputation um like I don't know. There, there were a lot of factors at play to make those two absolute masterpieces of albums that are my favorite albums. But like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know where I was going with that. That's what if you had to pick like your favorite Taylor era, which is your what's your choice? My favorite era or my favorite album? Both. OK, because my favorite if album, my favorite album is Folklore. Mm-hmm. Like it is pretty difficult. Obviously, it's a difficult choice. All albums are great. Of course. I was in 1989 actually i was for so long especially so long in our friendship i was a lover is my favorite album 1989 was my favorite era person and i've since changed my mind completely and now i'm folklore is my favorite album and like eras tour is my favorite era like like kind of post midnights yeah but um midnights is famously not up high on my favorite taylor swift albums yet yeah it still is it's I literally think it gets still better. in the process of growing on it, me it like, gets better every time i listen to I it know. and midnight rain right now has been my favorite taylor swift song for like a month or two which is you never see a taylor swift song being my favorite for that long because yeah. she has let me tell you hundreds and hundreds of songs that millions of people know by heart and at least one of them like like at all times like is is on a ro- it's on a rotating uh basis like every few weeks of which is my favorite and sometimes you can ask me what's your favorite taylor swift song right now and you will be shocked to know the answer but like midnight rain right now is yours i think it is the best song on midnights by far yeah maybe tied with your own your own kid oh your own own kid is so good i know i love my my midnight song is mastermind for some reason i love mastermind mastermind bejeweled yeah you're on your own kid I my well, mom's but, favorite Taylor Swift song is Question and I also think that's such I Question's great. Question is great. Yeah. I mean honestly that's the thing like Midnight's is better than we think it is. Like it's just no, I, yeah, not as good as all the others I think. Yeah. But that's my answer to that question. What's your answer? What's what's your favorite album and then what do you think is the best album? For me I actually think it's the same it's folklore for both. 
I my favorite album is Reputation. I'm so, such a diehard rep girly. I love Reputation. I would also probably say that's my favorite era. There's nothing that comes close to that Reputation Stadium tour on Netflix, which we watched because it's going off. It's of coming Netflix. off of Netflix, so you have to do your funeral watches. I know. We already did ours. We did ours. Yeah. Um. The best Taylor Swift album, like I do think it's probably Folklore. Yeah. Like artistically and lyrically and stylistically, it's just like it's such a good album, and I loved that part. We, the both of us, loved the Folklore part of era's tour yeah it was so good oh my god the folklore Betty, part oh my god i that think performance the best two eras at the era's tour were folklore and reputation mm-hmm. the thing about reputation is that even though we're in person seeing it and enjoying it like the concert that we are able to watch on netflix at our free will whenever is like like no performance she can do at the Eras tour will match the the performance she was giving in 2018 with yeah. at the Reputation Stadium tour, and that's fine. Listen, it's different. It's not it's not better or worse. It's just different. And she only could do four songs because she did Ready for It, Delicate, Look What You Made Me Do, and or Don't Blame Me, and then Look at What You Made Me Do. Yeah, I mean seeing Don't Blame Me live. Oh my that god. was pretty insane. Oh god, I mean, and then I just like I'm so I love Reputation so much. It I feel like ready for it and look what you made me do are two songs that people when they first came out were kind of like shitting on as like not being great songs and just now like I I never really felt like that but like if you ask me today I'm like those are two of my like favorite Taylor Swift songs unironically they're just so hype and I just love the feeling I have when I listen to them yeah no, I think I feel that way about Ready For It for sure. Yeah. I that like when that intro. Yeah. So I bought that album on iTunes because it wasn't on. She wasn't on Spotify yet as an artist. Right. When I was a senior in high school. And like when I first heard Ready For It start and you know how it starts. We all know how we it all starts. know how it starts. It's, oh, my God. I thought you were about to like try and no, like, like, I don't make I don't the, even think like I uh, the bass noise. Do, do. <laughs> Do. Oh my god, Anna, why'd you just start playing the song? <laughs> that made me cough. We're still plague ridden. That's how you know these episodes were genuinely recorded like yeah. a few days apart. <laughs> um No, but that my cough is doing a lot better. Just uh doing the intro to ready for it vocally made me it triggered it a little. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay, All right, we're done. We're, we never said we were good at singing, so I speak for yourself. In my dream last night, I was in a parking garage <laughs> singing Unknown by Hosier. I saw the moment this morning. Zoe and I were sitting on the couch and I like there was like a TikTok or something with that song in it. And I just like Zoe just started laughing and I was like, what? And I was like, I, I just, just remembered, remembered my, my dream. dream. <laughs> but where were we? Okay. So your favorite, obviously your favorite album is Reputation. Your yeah. favorite out al- or do you think the best album is Folklore? I'm right there with you. For me, like when Folklore came out. Uh, obviously it was a surprise announcement and we were we were camping in the woods we went camping in this campground in like upstate new york and just like the drive out there the drive back the weather the whole time it was like beautiful hot sunny like perfect summer weather and we were just listening to folklore the whole time it wasn't salt air but it gives salt air (laughs) i mean it was a little bit it was a lake it was a not saltwater lake but it was like fresh air fresh air i have 
three men in my family. Ugh, I know. <laughs> and like, like what it takes to make a man realize that maybe their opinions about two were wrong. Like, uh, one of my brothers and my dad both suddenly got really into folklore as an album mm-hmm. and they were doing that annoying man thing where they're like yeah, I've never liked Taylor Swift and I don't like her ever at all but this is a really good album and like and like I take that with a grain of salt like yeah. I really despise most men's opinions on Taylor Swift and I actually don't really enjoy listening to them like whether they're good or bad because I still know they're gonna be somehow like always the tone of misogyny there's there. always <laughs> the but right it's like I I think she's really smart but, but she's dramatic and she's plays the yeah and i'm like all right yeah i can't listen to that like my older brother loves folklore and he's also like a pretty respectable guy he doesn't really say anything bad about taylor swift and like my dad he has his moments he, my dad is very invested in taylor swift and travis kelsey and it's a little bit of an eye roll situation sometimes like he's like there was a poll on twitter this morning that said how long do you think taylor swift and travis kelsey are gonna last and i was like oh married fuck. and babies that's what i want <laughs> but i was like oh fuck here we go and he goes right. I, I i voted that they won't make it longer than a year Ugh. i was like dad what kind of incel t- twitter are you on where you're voting on polls <laughs> yeah. about taylor swift and travis kelsey i'm like sounds like you care a lot like my dad's my dad he asked me he was like when they first started dating he was like what do you think about taylor swift and travis kelsey and I said my honest answer, which is like, I, you know, I'm happy for them, but I don't really like, like care, like good for her. And he goes, I don't believe that. I was like, I really don't care. Like, it's like, I'm in kind of indifferent to it. Like, I like when she's going through heartbreak and writes heartbreak songs. I like when she's going through love and writes love songs. Like, yeah. I don't really care who it's with. He seems like a nice guy. And like, my Big da- stupid boyfriend. Like, my dad was kind of like, like gagged that I like didn't have like a strong opinion either way. Right. And I was like, and you know, and he has strong opinions. He talks about them all the time. And I'm kind of like, you seem pretty invested. Yeah, in maybe you should think a little more about that. I know. Why do you care so much? Why do you? I literally asked him. I was like, why do you care so much? I mean, maybe he's just trying to bond with his daughter about something. Right. That, but I tell him, I go, I really like mean it when I say like, and I know you want them married and sh- with children and all that. And I, and I do too, only because she's happy right now. And I want right. her to be happy. I want her to thrive. But like at the end of the day, like. I, as a, a fan, have always been, it's always been music first for me with uh-huh. her, only because I've seen the harm it does when you are celebrity first with her, and whether it's, like, for the better or for the worse. But right. at the end of the day, like, like, I hope that she has nothing but joy in her life, you know, and she deserves it, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and her happiness definitely, like, exudes and makes it, like, a like you said i also love this like i guess like the eras tour era is like has been great and she seems so this era of the eras tour specifically she's just like she's happy and and in love yeah and like it you can see it on stage and stuff she's so energetic all the time of course but like she's not like angry and cry singing like that one time well, yeah. I mean, there was the, that performance of Call It What You Want. That which was, was sad because that For song, so long, oh. Call It What You Want was my favorite Taylor Swift song. And it's really just not my favorite Taylor Swift song anymore. Like, or it doesn't really make the rounds. One, because I when, when you can tell a Taylor's version is coming, you kind of naturally stop listening to the stolen version. And uh, like... See, I wish I could say the same, but I just love Reputation so much. I listen to like the upbeat Reputation when I'm like working out and stuff. Yeah. All the time. 
Oh. Granted, I do not work out all the time. So <laughs> when I work out, I listen to Reputation. But yeah. other than that, like, I, I've i kept her stolen versions, like, off of my playlists and stuff. Um, it, it does make the release of her Taylor's versions, like, more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when 1989 came out, very interesting time in my life. It was the day after my breakup. This was not long ago, you know, when 1989 came out. And I left the house and I started the album from the top. And because I never listened to that album that much, except for Out of the Woods, like <laughs> Out of the Woods is a song I listen to all the time. Right. But like I went for a walk. It was like a seven mile walk, six miles, I think. It was uh, one of your long walks. It was one of my long walks. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get to to our eras. But um, like I was able to enjoy song after song because I hadn't listened to it in so long. Mm -hmm. And I was able to go on a long walk and take my mind off of like the trauma that had ensued in my personal life the day before. And also every few songs or so like relate. Now granted you are in love and this love were hard to listen to on that day. But you know what? I was walking across. I I like, I I was walking over the Charles river listening to, um, is it over now for the first time? And I like, I literally was like, this is excellent. Like, this album coming out right now is going to be my lifeline for a bit. Like, yeah. and I listened to 1989 on repeat for, like, the next week while going through, like, I mean, those, stuff that she goes yeah. through and talks about a lot. And it was, even though 1989 is by no means really a breakup album, it's not very breakup song heavy, but those vault tracks kind of were. And yeah, those vault tracks. Oh my god, vault tracks so were interesting. I mean, my experience. I don't think Taylor Swift's had an experience similar to mine. Um, I mean, other than gay heartbreak, of course. Unless she has, yeah, <laughs> unless exactly. she has. But um, it was a it was a whole thing. Taylor Swift's gay heartbreak. <laughs> Taylor Swift's gay heartbreak, of course. Of course. Honestly, that like we can't even get into. I it. know. Like we're, <laughs> we can't even get into it. <sighs> That's fine. We'll move on. So let's talk about eras eras i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. pass the mic to you except for you have your own <laughs> microphone <laughs> that's funny no eras i mean we all have them taylor swift clearly has had many i wanted i want to flash back in time a year and a half ago to when the eras tour was not announced yet or did it exist and hear how much how much people were saying like era because i want stats i want to see stats but <laughs> just remember at the time it was like a meme like people would right. be like i'm in my i'm in my like like sneakers era or like like i don't know <laughs> that's the first era? that's the first noun i could think of um but like that's what people were saying they'd be like right. i'm in my i'm in my my game of thrones era like i'm watching right. it. like it like people weren't using it like how she has coined it now do you feel like you've ever had a reputation era why don't you answer that question for me? Do you think I've... Have you ever seen me in a reputation era? I don't know. I'm trying to think of what, like, a reputation era would look like in, like, reality. Um, like, I've definitely never had a reputation era. I When I think of reputation, I think of revenge and karma. Yeah. And, like, and, like, and, like you got what you deserve. And I've, I've been wronged once or twice in my yeah. life. But I've never, like like celebrated someone's like downfall before i think you've like had the mindset of wanting a reputation era but i don't think you've really like i don't think i've wanted a reputation era you've definitely wanted others downfalls (laughs) as (laughs) because you've been wronged but you know you're right actually (laughs) but like there was no like 
are you ready for it you know there was none of that really well i'm not it's it's difficult for me to i was about to say it's difficult for me to be angry i don't know i've been wronged i was wronged like a handful of times like (laughs) a handful of like in the past few years so maybe that's like i don't know i i wasn't in a reputation era but maybe you're right maybe i did want one a little bit right what are some of your eras that you have been in we had a little we each wrote down some of our our eras to sort of relate the the taylor swift eras to our own lives well before i read this list i would like to preface this with the fact that all anna told me to do she was like because anna was like it's time we talk about taylor swift and i was like i could not agree more and she was like why don't you just jot down some notes about what eras you're in right now and i was like oh girl you're not ready like (laughs) i don't think i can take this assignment very seriously um like i don't think i'm able to do it without it being just jokes and so i did make a list i think i have five on my phone let me open up oh i have six on my notes app i'm gonna skip to the last one i wrote which is like the only serious one which was my long walk era which i already spoke about we already talked about your long walk even though it's been quite a while since i've actually been on a long walk yeah but you you had a long walk era i did and i also might resume it and that's fine i love winter so but the first thing i wrote down uh, mere moments after you told me to write down what era i'm in i wrote chafing butt cheeks era because yeah i love that for you anyone can tell you i have my butt cheeks have been chafing so bad because of my long walks um and that's the first thing i wrote down so i don't know if that's what if i don't know if i did the assignment correctly um but i I have more but i think you should i think you should take the floor definitely i think you definitely like got the gist there i mean that was that is you uh chafing butt cheeks is a totally legit era to have and i think that taylor swift should take notes yeah she should write an album about her chafing butt cheeks yeah and to validate my feelings about it now yeah why don't you why don't you kick us off with your first era that you would like to share when when i think of eras i've had the one like maybe i'm i'm basing eras too much on like physical things but the one that came to mind was my pink hair era in college senior year of college i just decided that i really wanted to dye my hair pink which feels very i think it's a very it was not a great time mentally in my life for me (laughs) and i think that that like reflected but like because i feel like that's a thing is people are unwell and then they do shit to their hair and like i had never been that person until all of a sudden i was like i need you guys to dye my hair pink right now and it was a fun era. That was like January of senior year of college. Yeah. And that was fun. I loved sitting there and having you guys rub your hands all up in my hair with that pink hair dye. That was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It and was, I think it was a great era at the end of the day for me. Haven't done anything like that since or beforehand. So. Do you want to again? Uh, no, right now I'm just like hyper fixating on the fact that I think my hair looks so dark right now for me and I kind of want to just like lighten it again. But that's not like, that's not me feeling unwell and needing to dye it pink, you know? <laughs> that's why pink hair was an era for me. Yeah, no, I get it. Well, pink hair era, that was, I was there for that. Yeah. That was fun. Another era that you were there for that was similar time period was my dance video era where i was obsessively watching i feel like i've talked about dance like dance videos on this podcast before i'm not sure but um 
I like was obsessed with watching like dance studios posting videos of classes and like the product of the classes on YouTube. I'm suddenly like regretting what I wrote down. It's okay. First of all, I only wrote down eras that I'm in. Granted, I can think of off the top of my head a million eras I've been in before. So what direction would you like me to go in? Maybe some past eras that you come to mind. So my first era, and this this to me, okay, <laughs> you're going to laugh. You talk about doing something because you're unwell, which was dyeing your hair pink. Right. Do you remember the thing that I did at the time in my life that which I was most unwell? Horse puzzle? <laughs> my horse puzzle era (laughs) in hindsight every time i say this anna's like you're crazy like this affected you so much because so in november of 2020 my parents told me and my siblings that that they were going to divorce and so i'm a full adult i'm i just turned 20 years old like we're like we're we're, i'm in college like i'm living Mm -hmm. on my own and in burlington vermont and i go back to school and it's the pandemic, so even though we go back for finals, none of them are in person anyway, so we didn't need to go back, but I wanted to go back. And Anna comes back with me, and uh, basically it was just very, like, we, we just kind of had a little isolated era in our apartment where we were just studying for our finals mm-hmm. and, like, sometimes going down to, like, Church Street in downtown Burlington and, like, Christmas shopping or just, like, walking around and just enjoying each other's company. But... More notably, I was spending upwards of literally like six hours a day sitting at this puzzle that I found in our other roommate's room, which was a picture of like a bunch of horses like running through water. It's a very beautiful little It's a beautiful picture. picture. Half the puzzle, this was a thousand pieces, half the puzzle is just dark sky and the other half is like splashing water. Because it's a very dramatic image of these horses incredibly fucking difficult puzzle yeah i have done a few puzzles in my time and like there is nothing i've never like conquered like anything like i've conquered that horse puzzle but this is coincidentally at the exact same time where i finally i went back into my spotify and I was listening to an album that I was kind of listening to a little bit earlier that semester, but didn't really give that much time of day to. And I finally just put it on loop. And that album happened to be Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. And then the start of like, a whole nother era that has been ongoing. Yeah. And suddenly I have this feral, like absolute, like I have not acted this way in so long and i don't think i ever will again where like i was laying in bed like on my phone before going to sleep playing phoebe bridger's music and reading the lyrics on like genius and like and like looking up twitter threads and reddit threads about like what her songs are about stalking her instagram because i did not like know what she looked like yet so like and 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 i like to say I'm, i'm i'm an earlier boy genius fan than most um, but like I was a little, I was slightly late. I was on the second stop of the Phoebe Bridgers Punisher train. And I know there are people out there who have been a fan of her since, you know, uh, Stranger in the Alps and Better Oblivion and all of her side projects. But like at the end of the day, I was still re- more early like than most people are now because she's everywhere now. But I sit at that horse puzzle quite literally all week during finals week. And I, I would wake up in the morning cram for my exams and cram my essays done so that I could sit at that puzzle and listen to Phoebe Bridgers all of her discography start to finish boy genius becoming so obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers and then subsequently like Julian Baker and Lucy Davis as well and 
I, that to me is the only ever feral era I have ever been in is that fucking horse puzzle. And when I was done with it, I immediately started other puzzles and still listen to Phoebe Bridgers. But like, there are times, there are some Phoebe Bridgers songs that come on in my headphones and suddenly I can see the pieces that like were in front of me. Like, yeah, that like still it has happens. such a big impact on you. Yep. I mean, that was a good past era. That, and then yeah. really just my parents' divorce era too was like pretty iconic. Parents' divorce, horse puzzle, Phoebe Bridgers era, like yeah. all, they all coincide, honey. They're all the same. They're all the same a little bit. And Anna was just like watching this happen. Like I just yeah. had my back to Anna in the kitchen with my, he- with my headphones in, like going through this. Yeah. And then my other uh, era... Well, I, I have a few others and I'll share them. But uh, the second one on my list I wrote down was greasy hair era <laughs> because yeah. I've stopped shampooing my hair. Go through this greasy hair era and then you will get to the other I side. Know. I, I really do want to make it to the other side. And I also I know I could start using like more organic products as well. Yeah. Once I kind of make it there. But I don't want to transition. I just I hate the way my hair looks when it's when it's like full of cleaning products like like after you shampoo your hair especially because i cut all my hair off like a few months ago and like it's short now and like it really shows when you shampoo it and it's yeah. not pretty and i don't like when it's not pretty i have pretty hair and <laughs> i want have pretty hair i want to wear my hair the way the pilgrims intended which is just down and gross so another era that i wrote down was listening to the song run bts by bts followed by waiting room by phoebe bridgers <laughs> On the way to work, I would listen to those two songs consecutively every single day to and from work. Super, super different vibes. I recommend you guys go listen to those two songs. I don't understand. I don't think you can find two songs that different to play next to each other. And that was that was my era that I was in right after graduating college, Um, a college era that we both had. Zoe and I had our little Thirsty Thursday era, and that was so fun. That was fun. That's that. That's a good one. Thirsty Thursday era was pretty, that was pretty great. That was one of the things that happened during Thirsty Thursday era was Red, Red Taylor's, Taylor's version. version. And that was, we ran down Church Street. Up Church Street. Up Church Street. <laughs> and famously, Zoe threw up in the bathroom. So this is what happened. At a bar <laughs> I knew you were about to say that. This is what happened. I want to get my foot in the door okay. and tell this story. So we, uh, excuse me. She announced the track list and the features on Red like months before red came out yeah and the most anticipated event of my entire year of 2021 was nothing new featuring phoebe bridgers and i needed to know if phoebe was gonna have a verse on it or just backing vocals and i am sitting on church street and i'm listening to it and i'm and i've had a few drinks and i when i hear her come in i freaked the fuck out the first time a female artist has ever been featured with a verse in a taylor swift song ever famously we love taylor but she I mean, clearly doesn't love other female artists very much just listen to the first snow on the beach just listen to the snow on the beach og yeah um but like i was so excited that i literally ran around church street like i ran in circles i was jumping off of benches i was like fuck yeah she's on the song and then right after that we listened to uh all too well 10 minute while while walking to another bar and i was so excited this is an iconic bar in burlington to this day my favorite bar ever and i had never been there and this was the first night i had ever been and we get there and suddenly i and i was like from running around out of excitement for nothing new and all too well 10 minute i suddenly was like i'm gonna throw up and i went to the bathroom and i threw up in the bar and then we left and that's the first time i ever set foot in my favorite bar on the planet 
three needs three needs shout out three needs yeah and if you were if you were there on the night red taylor's version came out on that thursday and you heard someone throwing up in the bathroom i'm fine i'm i was fine (laughs) then i'm fine now just let it happen but that was zoe it was from red that's why it i threw was. up it was not from drinking it was not from sickness it i literally got so excited it was from red. i like all like nothing new and then all too well 10 minute made me so physically ill that i had to throw up in the bathroom and so that night i had a little bit of a throwing up in the three needs bathroom era during our thirsty thursday era and red taylor's version era this is a uh a relevant era that i think you're also in and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm currently in my financial deficit era oh yeah oh yeah i am currently spending money at a rate in which i am not reproducing it yeah there's no saving happening here <laughs> well uh the re- <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna rapid fire the rest of mine do it mask bottom winter era <laughs> okay a- anxiety nausea era oh yeah oh that's it i've covered the rest okay um the other ones that i had another clothing one i i said spandex and big t-shirt with platform converse era i feel like that was like like a fashion one yeah i feel like most like most things you're into fashionably are eras like it's it's hard for something to persist i feel like i haven't had like a specific like clothing era in a while though yeah i mean right now i don't have an era but uh, that honestly could just be us having boring lives yeah maybe like i maybe we can have because we're not students anymore Oh, we're totally in our cunty coats era. Yeah. Anna and I both purchased cunty coats today at the mall. Yeah. Is it, how, <laughs> what are your, th- that, that's it for your eras? Yeah, that was, I mean, if you had to pit, like describe the era you're in right now, go. I am in my social era. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel as though this is the most socially outgoing I've been in years. And so that is what I'm doing. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm making plans. I'm seeing people. This is great. I'm trying not to uh, overthink it. Yeah. yeah. Social era slide. Yeah. What about you? I think I'm in my, not opposite of what you just said, but I'm kind of, I think I'm in my like, my winter, like cozy era. Hibernation era, if you will. Yeah. Hibernation era. I'm not like working out as much as I usually do. I'm not caring about that as much as I usually do. I'm liking cozy things, cozy candles. I'm wearing like sweatsuits to bed. Very not, not typical of me. Yeah. I'm getting in bed at like 845. I mean, hey. But it's winter. It's winter. It's hibernation season. I'm sure other people are also in that era. Yeah. So let's 100%. all hermit together. See, for me, the winter is like my time. I co- I, I come out of my cocoon in the winter. Yeah. I love like say it's five o'clock right now it's pitch black dark outside i'm like bring it on love it because the night is young like that we said the night is young before like it's nighttime right now but it's five yeah that's cool the night is young i know but usually i'm like still at work and like this is true i'm trying to embrace it winter cozy hermit era yeah well and you will so okay we've talked for an hour yeah this was i'm glad we finally talked about taylor swift i mean we obviously mention her a lot in past episodes but i'm sure and i'm sure it will not be the last time we talk about her but not at all i mean y- there's there's so much here to talk about and, and s- sometimes i feel like we get on a topic and we say so much while saying so little yeah and i'm kind of like like i'm curious to listen back to this and feel like like 
look at our points we made and be like, were those actually points? But again, with the whole like, like we're not unique, like we're not the first people to to sit down and like try and make statements about Taylor Swift's success and her relationships and what albums we think are the best. Like it's really hard to have a unique experience as a Swifty. And that's like what makes being a Swifty so incredible is that like it's, it's it's solidarity, it's community, it's girlhood. And it's like, like I feel at points my most feminine when I'm like talking about Taylor Swift or listening to Taylor Swift. And I love, I love that about her. Like, like i don't know it she, makes you want to like burn down the patriarchy even more and like i love you don't have I mean, to love her or like care about her and like it's fine that you don't know this already but these are my points and you're wrong <laughs> yeah and genuinely like i believe i truly believe that everyone could find something to like about her if they open their minds exactly but and if you you don't like taylor swift you're a misogynist yeah and also, like, you can like and dislike things she does at the same time. Like, exactly. It, like, I think that the most important part about being a, a Taylor Swift fan is criticizing her. Not, like, obviously harshly and undeservingly, but, like, she has her moments. She has her rich people moments. She has her uh, political moments. Like, and at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you you have to be a humble fan of someone in order to admit, like, in, or, in order to, to hold the celebrities to the standards that you want to. But yeah. you just have to remember that all celebrities should be held to the same standards. And like also that celebrities sometimes aren't the most important people to exist on the planet at any given moment. And you yeah. just, if you like them, you like them. And guess what? We like them. Go listen to some Taylor. Go listen to some Taylor. Taylor's go, version. Taylor. Go listen to some TV Taylor. And if you listen to Reputation a little bit, we won't judge you. Because I do. Because Anna does. Mm-hmm. I and just, I do too. I mean, I so many it. people do. I love it so much. If she wanted us to not, then she would just release Taylor's yeah. version. No, so that's, I mean, we didn't even like talk about, we didn't even touch upon like the importance of Taylor's version. And we we didn't talk about Scooter Braun at all, but that does not need to be discussed. I mean, you can read it all about it in the time article. You, you, there, there's a million other things out there where you can hear about the history there, but yeah. it's important to stream Taylor's version instead of the other versions. If there is a Taylor's version out. Yeah. Um, speaking of i mean hey there are people saying what they're saying as usual about the possible easter eggs in the time photo shoot and everything reputation taylor's version could be coming soon i think so i i fucking hope so honestly oh yeah it's time it is time it is time taylor please hear my prayer she's definitely listening right now she's definitely our listener from switzerland like she for she sure. she like has a VPN for, sure. for her Spotify in like a, in like a neutral country. I mean like why don't you just call Taylor up? I'll call Taylor up. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Good, Good roommates. roommates. Tune in next time. Go listen to our last few episodes. We really had such a blast uh talking about the Hunger Games last week. Yeah. Uh, that episode episode 5 is uh should be right underneath this one or above it. Go take a look at take our previous look. episodes as well. We're we're building our library, having a lot of fun doing so. Yeah. Thanks for supporting and listening and loving us. Follow, rate, like, and then answer the Q&A at the end of the episode, which I believe is just, how did you feel about this episode? Yeah. So just leave a one-word response for how you felt. And then maybe what era you're in. Oh. Actual Q and A. What era are you in, what Tori? You in? We know that you Tori answer. loves doing the Q and As. But all right, well, that's it for Peace us. Peace and love. Peace and love. 
Have love you all. Goodbye. A lovely weekend. Goodbye.